All right, good to be with you here on the uh, Tuesday edition of the program. Uh, we've got a little shorter show today because uh, we got basketball tonight with uh, pregame at 6 from Chartway with uh, Old Dominion uh, women basketball action tonight. So we'll be uh, doing the three-hour edition. Uh, we'll talk um, some college basketball an hour from now. Uh, Norfolk State but basketball coach Robert Jones is going to join us fresh off of a win last night in Baltimore. Uh, he will uh, break down uh, his season so far. There are good two games in front of everybody right now in the MEAC with three to go. Uh, and, of course, the tournament will be here just in a few weeks uh, at Scope. So talk with uh, Robert Jones in about an hour. Lots of things going on in the NFL Combine, even though the players you know, have not uh, gone on the field yet. There's a, there's a, they're arriving, the physicals, the interviews, all that stuff that is so, so, so important. And we, and we get into this every single year about, you know, okay, what's more important? Is it the tape? Is it these workouts? Is it the offseason? Is this, is that, yada, yada, yada. And everybody always says, no, you know, the tape's the most important thing, of course. Uh, the Combine's really about just getting to start to know the guys, the process, the medicals. That's the most important thing. Yet, yet, every single year, there's some Combine warrior that comes through there, a la Mike Mamula or someone, you know, that just blows it up. And you're like, wow, what a great athlete. I mean, my goodness, if they played football in shorts and on a track field, this guy would be the most amazing player ever. And then some dopey team overdrafts them. And then we all sit back in a few years and go, whatever happened to that guy who was so fast at the combine or so strong at the combine? Like, oh, yeah, he couldn't play football. Um, but, you know, you probably knew that if you watched the tape all those years, that he really wasn't that good. He was overdrafted by two rounds. But whatever, you know, but it'll happen. And I listen to a lot of these well-meaning smart guys today and I'm thinking, okay, I hope you're, I hope you're really believing what you're saying. Cause that is the truth. It should be about the, uh, about the overall film and in, in the resume in college football, but we'll see. Obviously, look, the whole world is waiting on the Chicago bears. Um, as James has mentioned, the update, Ryan pools, uh, did address the media today. Everybody wants to know what the bears are going to do. I think I know what they're going to do. Uh, they continue to say they don't know what they're going to do yet. But here was Ryan Pools on, yes, the decision at number one, what to do and what to do, of course, with one Justin Fields. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, before no, free agency? Or, or? I would love to know as soon as possible. Right. I mean, I, mean, I would love to know. Um, but I know that's not how the process works. Um, you know, there's sure before free agency would be good. Like I said, I'm also taking, um, you know, if we were to do something with Justin, like I want to do right by him. There you go. So that's what he said. He wants to know tomorrow. I kind of feel like he's one of the guys that can make that happen. Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy at all. Okay. I just kind of feel like he's in a position with his job title uh, where he could probably make that happen if he really, really, really wanted to. Now, look, he's got to get the right offer. He's got to continue to play this game. We may keep Justin Fields, you know, so somebody can talk him out of it. So I understand all of that stuff. So, but yeah, I, I kind of think he's got a good lean as to which direction they're going to go. Maybe he doesn't know which guy it's going to be yet, but I think he's probably got a good lean. I think they probably have a good plan as to what they want to do. You know, we'll, we'll hear in a few minutes from uh, the new commander's general manager, Adam Peters, and what he had to say today about this quarterback class, about his, you know, leftover quarterback and Sam Howell. Um, I think the Hal Hive might get a little excited today, James. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> you think? Uh, yeah, I think they might. But again, as it's always reminded me too, much like you know, the most important thing is the the resume tape, the actual game film. It's also really important to remember it's February and it's soon going to be March and it's going to be April after that. And in the NFL, that's known as liars' season, right? Like it's the lying season. Everybody says the stuff just to you know throw you different directions, and pretty soon. 
it won't really matter what Chicago says. It'll be pretty obvious because we'll hear about offers being made for Justin Fields and about trade partners and all that stuff. So that'll get covered up pretty quickly. Then, you know, if you're in other places where you don't have control of the draft board, you got to be a little bit more careful, right? Like, I mean, the Bears could essentially come out, you know, in the next few weeks and, and move from Fields and tell us who they're going to take, right? And just telegraph yeah, it, everything. It's possible. And, you know, they could get in on, uh, you know, some back-channel uh, contract talks. <laughs> they get that thing locked up on draft night. They could. You know, they could do all that stuff, right? But we'll, we'll, we'll find out if they're going to actually, again, telegraph this move pretty soon. The rest of the league would like to know. I mean, there's obviously some very interested parties. Washington, for one, is a very interested party. Uh, the, the New England Patriots, for two, are a very interested party. Uh, you know, the other teams that would maybe be in the field sweepstakes, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, you know, these are the kind of teams that would like to know as well, like, what are you guys going to do with your quarterback that you don't want anymore? Because we would like to have him because we're not going to be able to move up high enough to get another pick. And, you know, that that's just how the, the that's how this cycle is going to start. And it could be a it could be a very exciting offseason in the next few weeks or and it could be, you know could be boring i guess if people stay status quo but i mean here's the other crazy part and i don't know if we talked about this much yesterday but with all the other stuff that was going on i wanted to and i don't think we got to it but if you did in fact say you wanted justin fields to be your guy if you're the bears i mean you you better just do the contract now right i mean because yeah because you've given him all the power because you would have passed on two drafts with with quarterbacks right you'd have passed on two pretty significant quarterback drafts two years in a row, and, and he has his small runway where this season is the most important because then you got to tag on the the uh, option year. So you really have to just go all in at that point and, and start working on the contract, which seems insane, again, for a guy who was one of the worst, um, you know, accurate, least accurate passers in the league. Uh, QBR was way down in the dumps, which also, of course, works in kind of things that are out of quarterback's control, some of the things that should be his strengths, like his running ability, but yet he was way down the dumps in that as well. Uh, the Bears are not a team that actually drops passes, d- despite what you may have heard. They're one of the lower drop-rated teams over the last few years. But yet there are some people very much in this Justin Fields fan ba- you know, fan fandom that think he is just a either a trade or another year away from the light clicking on and everything coming together. And this just, again, shows you how desperate this league is for quarterback play, any type of quarterback play, because, you know, there's just so few of them and there's more jobs than they have people available that can actually prove that they can play, right? Yeah, yeah. And at least that he, that, that he does have going for him. He's got that many starts under his belt, whether they were good or bad or indifferent. It doesn't matter for some because he's actually played the position, still young enough, still got some tantalizing talent that they think they can fix him because that's what this league is. It's a bunch of guys who don't necessarily believe what they have seen other places because they always think they can fix someone. In some cases, it works wonderfully, and a lot of times it just thuds, right? And it's like, no, actually, you can't fix them either. But this will be the uh, interesting part because it's a gamble for the Bears. But again, the safest gamble for the Bears is to actually use the pick and take the best guy they think in this, whoever that is in this draft, whether they think it's Caleb Williams, which everybody's been saying since last year, uh, or if they think it's Jaden Daniels, or I don't know, maybe they think it's Drake May. Maybe they're wacky. Or maybe they're really intoxicated with the J.J. McCarthy bandwagon. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? And they move backwards, <laughs> right? And they move backwards and get J.J. McCarthy and think that that's the solution. I don't know. It would be gutsy, right? It would be the, the biggest, gutsiest thing ever uh, if they were to do it. But 
that's why these next few months sets up to be wonderful. And, you know, we're just literally two weeks away from free agency. I mean, it's because remember, we have this goofy month we're living in right now. Um, it'll be tomorrow, excuse me, will be two weeks away because it is a leap year. My bad. It's not a 28 year. It's a 29 year. Right. What will we do without the leap year? Have we ever investigated that? Is that part of the show on Thursday? I guess we have to do <laughs> like what happens if there wasn't a leap year? Does It'll that be a th- one of a kind show. I'll does tell that, you that throw off? <laughs> does this throw everything off? Um, I mean, how does that work? I don't know. How does it work if you're born in a leap year? I mean, is it some years you're the 29th guy and the other years you're just a March 1st kid? I mean, how does that work? I I think that it's one of those things where you where you know you could be turning five or something. <laughs> you're in your fifties, but you're actually ten. All right, um, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. I want to get to the uh, text line coming up, uh, which is about Sam Howell. And I know I know I know this is this could go sideways. I I'm well aware of that, but but it is apparently at least for now in liar season in play that Sam Howell could be a big part of next season for Washington. So we'll hear what Adam Peters had to say today about not just talking with Sam Howell, but walking with Sam Howell. Uh, And then we'll get to our poll question of the day brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering on the X as well. All right. A lot of combine news to get to from just day one of this thing. It's crazy. All the happenings in Indy. It's not just hanging out that fancy steakhouse and drinking uh, adult beverages at night and gossiping. It is apparently some work going on. We'll get through it all next year. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED. 757-INJURED. And we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. All right. Uh, it is Hot Take Tuesday, by the way. Five o'clock hour. We'll get those hot takes rolling. All right. Let's just dive right into the Sam Howell question prior to hearing from Adam Peters, uh, the new Washington general manager. But if you um, are on the poll, if you're if you're on the X, excuse me, the poll question has been uh, posted here for about a half hour or so prior to the show. And, man, people love the vote on commander stuff, don't they? Um, right now, it's uh, what should the commanders do with Sam Hell brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. That's the uh, poll question of the day at Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio 941. Um, 52.5% of you want to keep him as a backup. 22% say trade him. 22% say build around him. <laughs> And then there's the other, the 3.4% that, of course, nobody has responded to. Uh, but anyway, there you go. So that that's the feeling right now. I'm not against two things, okay? I, well, I'm against one of the three things you put up here. I, I'm not I'm not. I was going to say. I'm not for building around him. I'm not for, like, saying, hey, he's the quarterback. We're not. We're forsaking quarterbacks this year for Sam Howell. I think that's a huge mistake. Um, I would keep him around. Now, if I get proven wrong in a year, and a year and a half, because of circumstance, much like things have happened in other places with quarterbacks, so be it. Yeah, that's why I'd keep him because he's valuable. Now, if you could get a comp, you know, a pick that is the same level of his draft position, a fifth or better, or you know, a you know a um, you know a conditional pick that might be better, he could outplay it. I'm for that too. If you get multiple picks, I think you could look into that. But then, of course, you have to have another quarterback solution besides him. My feeling of Jacoby Brissett is it'd be wonderful to have him here. I wouldn't blame him whatsoever. He said, I'm running the crap away from this nut job place. I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe he liked it. I don't know. Maybe he likes it. Maybe he likes Kingsbury. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but I know Brissett played very well in the two opportunities they gave him in the regular season last year, which proved to me that Sam Howe really had a lot of things going on in his headspace beyond, you know, it wasn't just EB's offensive scheme because Brissett came in and with less mobility blew it up. Um, my man Willis on the te- on the X says I would keep Sam. He's still a rookie deal. You can push whoever they bring to the quarterback room. 
consider moving him. I wouldn't consider moving him unless it's a third round pick because how teams value the position. Yeah, and you might be able to get who knows, a con, you know, maybe a conditional third, right? We might Ooh. be able to get like a fifth and then a conditional third or something. Who knows? Man, if you get a third, I would yeah. shove him out the door so fast. <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's get to um, Adam Peters today. I- I'm going to say this real quick. Adam Peters, and maybe this is just the honeymoon phase for me, uh, but, but Adam Peters talks, I listen. Okay, I really like to hear mm-hmm. him talk. He- he's not um, – and again, it's been so long since he's had a true GM, and I- and it's unfair to bring up names like, you know, Vinny Serrato, who was just the, the owner's puppet, or Bruce Allen, also kind of the same thing. Or, you know, Scott McLuhan, who was there just to be the guy they could throw out the door when everything went wrong. You know, all those guys, you know. And, and McLuhan was a good talker when he didn't have the dip in his mouth, um, which was 90% of the time. But anyway, <laughs> and he's a football player a lot. And our fans made t-shirts about him. They love them so much. But Adam Peters actually seems to be thinking about the, the question, like ants, trying to answer it. He'll even do one of these things like, what did you ask me again? Could you repeat the first part and just make sure he's actually, he's not like set on his agenda script, right? So anyway, let's start with the the Adam Peters walking with Sam Howell in Ashburn story or at the command center. Uh, uh, Let's let's hear that one first. This is Adam Peters talking about seeing Sam Howell this offseason just recently. Specifically on him, we really just talked about quarterback play in general um, and what he looks for in quarterbacks and how we can find that right fit for him if that's what we're going to do. And certainly that hasn't been decided yet by any stretch of the imagination. We still have a lot of work to do. What we're going to do, uh, whether it's that pick or later, uh, we really like what we have in Sam right now. So we're really excited about that too. I had a, a great it's funny, I learned this from John Lynch. When you're sitting in your office all day, you kind of just get in this rut where you're just like, it's dark, you've got all these weird lights, and you need to get out. So Sam came to the, the facility a couple weeks ago and we got a chance to hang out. And instead of sitting in my office, we just took a walk. Took a walk around uh, uh, Commander's Park and uh, around the fields and got to know him a little bit better. So I feel really good about him, too. So um, we got a lot of different things we can do, but still really excited about him. There you go. That was a little bit on um, first. He was talking about what Kingsbury wants in a quarterback, and then say I went to the Sam Howell walking, walking at command center story. Um, hopefully they, you know, hopefully it was a nice day, right? Like uh, you know, they can enjoy it. I'd like to think he wouldn't have made him walk around in the rain or anything like that. <laughs> hopefully not. And then they walk in the bill. Weird. All right, here he is in the twenty four twenty four draft class, quarterback draft class. It is this again, uh, Adam Peters. This quarterback class, I think everybody says it's pretty good, right? <laughs> so. Um... But yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks. I'll say that, and there's there's we're meeting with a lot of them, and we're it's probably I would say a, a good year if you needed a quarterback. Which I'm not saying we need a quarterback, but if you did, I think there's some really good options, and really excited to meet them. All right, so that was a little bit on the QB options this year. And it, let's get to what he looks for in a quarterback. Because, of course, again, a guy was part of the Brock Purdy process. Uh, they also, you know, they missed with uh, Trey Lance as well. There's a ton. You know, it's kind of like when you're looking for a head coach where you have so many different traits and a lot of them blend into each other. And so, but you're looking for, you know, the, the face of your franchise, one, and how, how they are, how they do that doesn't need to be a big rah-rah guy, doesn't need to be a big vocal guy, but it, lead by example, but just be a leader and carry yourself the right way. Obviously, all the talent you want, especially now, um, you know, if, if you have a, a mobile quarterback, that certainly helps, but you have to be able to play the position first. I think that's first and foremost. You have to be able to play the position before you can, you know, look into all the, the different things in terms of being mobile. Yeah, and I mean, the good thing this year, 
is, well, outside of panics, right? Like, really, all the guys that were talking the first round, even Bo Nix can move, right? Even yeah. Bo Nix can move. McCarthy's athletic. Uh, you know, obviously, Drake May, taller, lanky guy, still athletic. Caleb is more of a scrambler. He's not going to have big – he doesn't have big running numbers, but he's a scrambler to uh, continue the play, like to extend plays. He's very good at that. And that's where I think the Mahomes things come up with him and the weird arm angles that he has. And I, and I love that, the, you know, that they do Mahomes with him. It's just not, you know, it's yeah, just too high, of an ex, it's too high of a bar, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's too high of a bar. But anyway, you know, and clearly Jaden Daniels, you know, he's, he's freaking a great, a great athlete. Just the concern with him is the body frame and can he take the pounding of the NFL and does he learn how to, does he know how to slide, right? Like, I mean, did he ever play baseball? Somebody needs to... D- dig into that for me. Let's see his little league highlights and see he's a feet first slider. Then I'm going to be happy because if he's not, he might get killed. I mean, you can watch the Sandlot and learn how to slide. I mean, just you know, dude. Did you re- did you watch? Uh, let me tell you, this is a franchise, and I know this sounds stupid, okay? But they've had quarterbacks that literally could not slide. Jason oh, Campbell, I'm aware. trust me. Jim Zorn bought a slip and slide for Jason Campbell to try to help him, and he still couldn't figure it out that well. I am well aware. It was very awkward. He's a long strider, and the way he slid was weird. And then, of course, there's Robert Griffin, who who couldn't either, or refused to at least. Refused to. Refused yeah. to. I like, thought he was to. Mike Allstott was his joke, right, as he's getting destroyed. But, I mean, there is some crash test dummy video that you can find from this past season, highlights on – on uh, Jaden Daniels, where, I mean, he's just picked up and thrown down. Now, again, to his credit, didn't miss games, like didn't miss snaps, right? He he got up from those hits. But in the NFL, they're different, right? Oh, very. Very uh-huh. different, as we've seen. Any guys that, you know, look for contact, don't make it. As big as, you know, Andrew Luck was and as tough as he was, I mean, the injuries wore him down because he took a lot of hits, got a, a sack a lot. So that's why, you know, I, I say, and I'm not kidding, they really need – I don't care about Jaden Daniels 40 times straight ahead You know, with guys holding stopwatches. I want to see how quick we can get to the sidelines or how quickly he can get to his slide in, 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 in traffic, right, so he doesn't get destroyed uh, if he's the guy you're going after. But, yeah, it, it, look, he says all the things you would expect about the quarterback class. I think they're, they're locked into a quarterback. They may not know which one yet, but they're going to take a quarterback. It makes oh, – yeah. No sense if in year one of a, of, a, of a regime not to take advantage of this very rare opportunity where you're sitting at two, you hope to never pick there again, kicking the can down the road so dumb. I got a guy on the text machine. I don't even want to answer this text. I'm so angry with this guy bringing up Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, stop it with no. the receivers. No, who no, are the no. Loser? Who are the championship teams that take receivers at number two? Can you explain that to me? Does anybody know the Super Bowl championship teams that waste picks on wide receivers? My God, the Chiefs just showed you stop overpaying for wide receivers. The you know the Packers showed you don't overpay for your wide receivers. And, and I love Devontae Adams. I think he's the best in the league all around when he's at his best, but Again, I'd rather have those picks back if I was if I was the Raiders. The Minnesota Vikings are the best case study for this, I think, right. because they they had Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Where'd that get them? Right. Well, it should have got them somewhere. Their damn it, kicker. It should, but their exactly. damn kicker should have. And then they have Justin Jefferson. How far is that guy? But again, you look at Tom Brady's Patriot teams. They didn't invest largely in receivers nope. ever. I mean, again, the better teams are not overspending and overdrafting wide receivers. The, the commanders have two quality receivers. Yeah, maybe they're not going to be one ones like Marvin Harrison Jr., but if they got some average jabroni trying to throw them the football, it ain't going to matter. So, sorry. Save me with the Marvin Harrison Jr. stuff. I, uh, uh, and, is he, and could he be amazing? Sure. Sure, he could be. Sure. He could be. And, um, and, and again, Penix, I don't know. I mean, he played one NFL defense this year, and he looked really bad at it. I mean, you know, and he looked really bad against I him. mean, really bad. Really bad. I liked him most of the year, but, man, that was not a good last taste against a really quality defense. 
And hopefully uh, that was just one of those nights. But he was his accuracy went down the toilet. I saw the Kurt Warner comment the other day about, about – and, and this is always fascinating to me. There are guys that do just NFL football, and there's guys that just do college football. And he appears to be one of those guys that literally, when it's NFL season, he only watches the NFL. How bummed out he was about the quarterback play – uh, about how he's the bubble screen and all this stuff was making a mad line of scrimmage passes and all this stuff. But it's like, dude, this isn't new, right? I mean, right. this is not like right. they didn't just start this season. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. I mean, this is, yeah, this is the challenge for NFL, you know, offenses. And that's why more NFL offenses, frankly, look like college offenses because mm-hmm. you have to adjust, you know, to what, what works for their skill set. But I, I'm kind of laughing at this when I'm, I'm seeing it the other day and I'm thinking, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, did you watch any of the college championships? I mean, come on. But, man, the teams that can execute those plays, especially at the NFL mm-hmm. level, how good are they? Right. I mean, by the way, Andy Reid and the Chiefs, we were talking about this all year, their air yards and attempt were, were like three yards for touchdown passes, mm-hmm. like the lowest ever in, in Pat Mahomes' career. I mean, they, they weren't airing it out deep all the time. So it's not, again, just like shocking news. You know what I mean? And know your personnel. Quite right. frankly, if you've got the personnel to be able to run those kinds yeah. of plays, you should absolutely try and work them into your offense. If you don't, then don't force it. All right, 757-687-9494. Thank goodness. Our, our, man, our text line is where all the smart people are. Uh, 804 <laughs> says, if you skip the leap year, the calendar will eventually get out of phase with the seasons. The summer solstice, for example, would start in May uh, after 20-plus years. Yeah, but you know what? We're, you know, let's be honest. Twenty years from now, are we going to be here? I mean, you know, what, what the hell? You know, just well, throw it out. And here's the deal: How long have you lived in the seven five seven? If you've lived in the seven five seven, you know there are not there are not four seasons here. There's about yeah, there's yeah. about eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's true too. That's good stuff. Um, okay, all right, all right. So the weather, they're breaking the weather down for me. All right, I'm <laughs> I'm buying in on it. I guess. Uh, Paul and Gloucester says, oh boy. Without the leap years and the extra day in February, every four years, the calendar would eventually not line up with the seasons as well. Eventually, it would start snowing in July. Well, I mean, it's not snowing here no matter what the month is, by the way, right? No. Like, even where I was living in, I was living in, you know, up in the D.C. area for the last several years, the last decade plus, we didn't get snow anymore. I mean, the snow stopped like five years ago. I mean, that, that snow stuff's out the window, It's right? been a while since we've gotten yeah. actual snow here. Yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, in the state of, I mean... I don't know what they're doing at these like wintergreen in these places. I guess they're just faking snow all the time now. I mean, yeah, they're just pumping it out. There's man. not enough snow anymore. I mean, if you're a skier, man, you, this is the bad. St- it's not a good place to be anymore. I mean, this snow thing's been long gone. But anyway, all right. So everybody's saying I'll just throw the seasons off by it. Well, what about the whole clock jumping around thing? Because we're gonna have to deal with that soon. Springing forward, I, I want it to be light late every year, all year round. I don't want. So you want to get away, get away from the fallback. You want right. to just keep daylight. Once we time. jump ahead, this. This month coming up, right? I just I don't want to mess with my clock again. I'm fi- I'm 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 fine. I, I like with that. it, and I, I guess fine with that. Will that mean the? I just want the light later. I don't like it when it's dark early. It I mean, it's me still sad. there's still times where it's going to get darker earlier just yeah, because yeah, yeah. of the seasons. But right, yeah, but it, would, it would still be you know later than usual if you yeah. left alone. The days are getting longer, which I love. There you um, go. Uh, Paul and Gloucester says I, I feel. The smart thing for the commanders to do... Is this Paul and Gloucester? No, this is somebody else. This is 757. I feel like the smart thing to do is the commanders to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. in the first round. No, 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 no. No, please. No, please. No, please. Now, no. And listen, listen. If you're not going to take a quarterback, and just follow me on this because okay. I'm all for taking a quarterback. Okay. I want to make that clear. But if you're not taking a quarterback, you should. You, you got to take a left tackle. If you were going to go that route, yeah. if you're really going to go the Bo Nix route, the Michael Penix route, whoever's left there in the second round or whatever, 
you need to take an offensive lineman. If Taking another wide receiver does you no good if you have no time to throw the ball. That's fair as well. Um, I'm not saying I'm not suggesting j- taking Joe Alta too either. Yeah, yeah, you no, know, no. You know I, I mean. think again, if you can move down, I, I don't think they're going to love Michael Penix that much, frankly. No, and, I don't. Either. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback personally, but maybe I'll be proven wrong. I think he needs to go somewhere where he is a as a guy who may have to play, but not a starter. You know what I mean? Like he, he may have to play. He could be ended up being in a situation where you got an aging quarterback. I think he could slide in and probably be ready to play, but in terms of starting the full 17 next year, I don't, I don't think that's going to move the meter much. Um, 757-687-9494. Greg Gloucester says, since you don't want Marvin Harrison Jr., would you uh, trade the number two pick to the Raiders for Devontae Adams? (laughs) Yes, exactly what I would do, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. More, more. Yes. And I would, um, I would, (laughs) I would also trade more picks to uh, move back in and take another receiver in the first round. And then then in free agency, go out and, and spend on a receiver as well. All right, yes. Uh, again, teams that are wasting money on wide receivers. Who, who are the dummies who traded for the wide receivers? How are they doing? They're not doing too good, are they? They're not winning anything. The Raiders, Raiders fans have, feel attacked right now. Raiders haven't been in the playoffs. No, they have the not. The Dolphins haven't won a playoff game since Mm-mm. Tyreek Hill. And he's great. He's a game changer. But all he's doing is is hyping you up for the regular season. It's not it's not changing anything because you have just an you have a good quarterback. You don't have a great great quarterback. The, and they, and this year they had a ton of injuries too. Not that they were beating the Chiefs. The Buffalo Bills. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Uh boy, um, can't take Marvin Harrison the two pick if you're the Commanders. Just look at Keyshawn Johnson with the Jets, and they had Vinny Testaverde. Commanders don't even have a Vinny type, right? Or Ben and a Chad Pennington. Yeah, that's true. No, you, you can't. I mean, again, it, it's not winning. It's not a winning formula. Drafting receivers high and overspending receivers, but yet teams, you know, are going to dumb out sometimes. And their receivers, by the way, in these drafts are a dime a dozen now. I mean, the drafts have been good. Now this year's not as deep, not as deep as some of the years past. But again, that's not even one of the top four things Washington should be looking at. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. James has got your update. Uh, more of this and, and more on the Sam House stuff as well uh, from the X. Thoughts on his future in the Valley Hughes phone lines open for business, 757-687-9494. And I got tickets to give away. I'll explain that on the other side as well. Scott Jackson, show Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King. Law. James with him. has got your sports center. All right, welcome back. Um, text line's blowing up, 757-687-9494. Uh, people are really down on my idea of not moving the clock. Somebody just said to me, the summer, that means in the summertime, it won't get dark until about 10. I'm like, perfect, sign me up. <laughs> I'd love that. They're like, no. I mean, look, you're talking to somebody who usually works till 7. So, you know, I want to have a little sunlight when I leave work. That's all. You see, know? that that's a parent talking. Yeah, right this is there. somebody who's got young kids. That, I don't have young kids anymore. See, I don't care. for me, yeah. I'd have to get yeah. blackout curtains oh, and all those Oh, absolutely. You should have them anyway. What are you I doing? Do, I do, okay, but it's, yeah, not, it's yeah. not completely foolproof. Yeah, you guys should get blackout curtains anyway. I mean, come on. What are you doing here? Definitely got him. All right, good. Um, yeah, you know, the thing you don't want is like darkness all the time. I just watched that uh, weird new True Detective. Um, oh, the H- night the night country. Night country yeah. one. Oh, my God. How depressing. I mean, first of all, True Detective is always too dark. Oh, even even the first is. one they did, like, well, I mean, like the visually even. You're not just the storylines. No, I know very exactly dark. what you mean. Yeah. Well, the storylines are extremely dark. But even like the, the way they shoot it, it's like hard to see it, right? And uh, this one this year was like some shows you're like, what what is going on here? I can't even see that. It might have a nice television. What's happening here? But anyway, uh-huh. I regress. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 10, I'm, so, I'm good for 10 o'clock at night lightness. If it's, it's OK. It's not going to happen. Don't worry. Um, 
Anyway, uh, somebody says, really hope the bad decisions continue, and they go for a running back at number two. <laughs> wow. That would be horrendous. Uh, but yes, that would be the only thing worse than a receiver for me, would be a running back at number two. Uh, Willingham says, take the left tackle from Penn State, Fashano. Yeah, Fasano. Fashano. I don't know how you say his name correctly. I guess eventually I'll figure it out. Um, nah, he's not going to our, our team anyway. Maybe, so. maybe not. Um, by the way, uh, Jimmy uh, Lewis, who is the cocky Chiefs fan uh, that listens to the show, says even in a leap year, the Chiefs are going to go back to going to be the champs again. All right, enough your Chief talk. You know uh, what? We can't even say he's lying. No, he's not. That's I, the crazy I can't. Thing. This, this we can't fight with him over it because he's not wrong uh, until he is. Gonna wait a full year to find out if he's gonna be wrong. Finally, um, our guy, another another guy p- pumping up, um, pumping up uh, Fashano was uh, Chris Urbana, saying you know he's gonna blow it up at the combine and make it, re- yeah, whatever. What about his tape? You know, I don't care about. The he combine. could be that combine guy that you were talking combine about. Combine warrior, yeah. yeah. He says he thinks tight ends a position that is on the rise, especially Bowers this year. Every team is a stud tight end. It seems like now, yeah. No, no we, were, we went through this after the Super Bowl. Yep. There, it's more important to have a stud tight end than it is a number one, number one, um, number not one, number one wide receiver. There's no doubt. Look at Baltimore. Uh, obviously, uh, the uh, 49ers with you know Kittle, although he kind of was on a milk carton in the Super Bowl. You know, clearly Kelsey. I mean, if you have one of those guys, yeah, you got you got something going for you. Uh, I would agree. Um, again, and Washington already has a guy they're paying as a number one in Terry McLaurin. Um, Dodson is better than he played this year. And, you know, again, you can find receivers. I mean, in other rounds, you don't have to go number two in the draft at receiver or in the first round. I mean, they literally just picked a receiver in the first round two years ago. There's, you can't go back to that well again. No. In a year in which you have three guys that appear to have a chance, if, if treated properly and groomed properly, to be – uh, franchise level quarterbacks so you cannot make that mistake if anything you you kind of want to lean more towards if you're going to do receivers veteran level depth type guys that fit your offense because you've got your young guys um rich from norfolk says trade down get brock bowers old line players if that is what they want to do if not draft drake may all in well here we go now we get the drake may people here are yep. here the drake may people are here uh greg and gloucester saying None of these positions matter if you can't keep the quarterback upright or have a quarterback that can keep himself upright, which is also another thing. I mean, the offensive line's never going to be perfect, if we're being honest. You know, if we're offensive line is never going to be perfect. Uh, Gut lead says, how about a long snapper to stop it? <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Um, yeah, keep drafting wide receivers. All right, be the Detroit Lions of the uh, 90s and see how that works out for you. Uh, if you're drafting Drake, it won't be uh, won't be good for either guy's psyche. Um, you can keep him as a backup if if they're if if they're going to draft. Uh, you can't keep him as a backup if they're going to draft Drake. Why? Just because they're friends? Talking about uh, Sam Howell. I don't know. Maybe because it'd be weird. I guess. I don't know. Oh. But whatever. I mean, you know, be a you pro. You can keep him. You you actually can. You can do whatever you want. You have his tape and you have his contract for two more years and it makes nothing. So. You can do whatever you want. I, I don't buy into that. Like, oh, you can't have a guy play on the same team with his friend. I mean, you you could argue back in the old '60s and '70s, they had two guys that were friends that played quarterback that you know complemented each other rather nicely. Mm-hmm. In old uh, Sonny and uh, Billy, so there you go. Um, all right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Let's grab uh, Bill in Williamsburg on the Ballyhoo's phone line before we get a timeout. What's up, Bill? Hey, Scott. 
Hey, there's one thing we got to be uh, appreciative of. What's that? Um, we have we're number one in one category. We got the ugliest mascot. There's no doubt that um, most of the people see that mascot. They're hoping that that McGregor guy and the mascot they got a rematch someday, like the one that he beat up down in uh, Florida down there. <laughs> so you're <laughs> you're saying that uh, you're, you're saying that Major Tutty is the ugliest mascot in in the NFL. I'm not saying it. He's saying it when you look right at him. He's saying it's all written all over him. That is the ugliest thing. That might be the ugliest thing walking the earth, to tell you the truth. Maybe that's ever walked the earth. Hey, uh, Skippy got his heart broken when they changed his name from Indian. He was sitting at the TV before the commander's name changed. Where he had his little, uh, his little uh, tomahawk. And he had his little rubber band with some feathers that he killed a bird. I think he, he said he didn't kill it. I say he said it was already dead. But he but anyway, I think he might have. He had feathers in it like a like an Indian brave sitting there waiting for the game to come on. And then he saw the commander name. Uh, but anyway, the quarterback situation uh, addressing that uh, they had to go just to get rid of the enemy because he was getting better at the misdirection. Now they're going to go back to the old playbook, which when it, when it talks about the quarterback play. It just says uh, four words for the quarterback, uh, in quotes, run for your life. That, that's the offensive uh, manual for the quarterback to know. There, there, there used to be a show called Run for Your Life, I think, on TV back in the 60s and The Fugitive back then. If you watch yes. those shows, it's very similar to watching a um, Washington game with the quarterback running, uh, trying to get away. Anyway, the Fugitive? I like um, that. I appreciate your show. Sorry about that, Scott. Go ahead. Appreciate that. No, I said thank. I like the future. It was a good show. Pre- All right, thanks to call Bill. Take it easy, man. Bill's on a roll today. Seems like it. Bill's rolling. All right, uh, let's do this before we break. Uh, we're going to have uh, Robert Jones at the top of the hour, but I want to give away. We have three sets of different tickets today. We have, um, of course, the Richmond race again. We're saving those for the five o'clock hour. The Toyota owners uh, four hundred. We also have the Outlaw Music Festival. Uh, which uh, goes on sale um, on, I think it's already on sale, or isn't it? No, pre-sale, I don't know when, it doesn't tell me. Why doesn't it tell me the pre-sale? Tickets on sale March 1st. Thank you, March 1st. That's tomorrow. No, that's two days because the stupid leap year thing. Back to that again. Dang it. Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Anyway, we have tickets before you can uh, buy them, uh, featuring Willie Nelson uh, and family, Bob Dylan, Robert Plant, Allison Krauss, and somebody's name is cut off in my feed here. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, I, I could have stopped at Robert Plant. I think it's I think it's Celise or something like that. Okay, if you know you who that is, you know more it's about It's not Celine Dion, though. No, okay. it's not. Okay, um, so we have those to give away between now and and, and now and 6 o'clock, because we're out early at 6 tonight. But let's do this American Dream Tour tickets right now. Uh, 21 Savage, American Dream Tour, uh, with the special guest uh, is TBD. That's not the name of the band that's to be determined if you didn't I know. I mean, who knows? Uh, but maybe it is CBD. I don't know. Uh, I'm not very hip. Yeah. Uh, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. A pair of tickets. First caller, the 21 Savage Dream Tour, uh, which is coming up on June 4th at Veterans United Home Loans Amphitheater. They are yours, but you got to be the caller right now to win those. All right. Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Hey, thanks, or congrats, I should say. I'm not, no, it should be thanks to us. I mean, I'm, what am I thanking him for? Uh, congratulations to Brandon in Portsmouth. He just won tickets to uh, the American Dream Tour. Is that right? Yes, that's that was what he won. 
Let's make sure I gave him the right tickets. Uh, well, anyway, James handles that. American Dream Tour uh, coming up, uh, brought to you by uh, United, Veteran United's Home Loan Amphitheater. Uh, 21 Savage American Dream Tour is uh, going to be here on the 4th of June. He's going. Now, do we have more of those tickets to give away the rest of the week, or is this just a one-day deal? Ah, uh, let me check. Because we have we've got more. We've definitely got more tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like we've got them all week. Look at that. How about that? We're, we're all over. 21 Savage tickets Loaded. tomorrow as well. And we've got the American Outlaw Tour later, uh, or the Outlaw Music Fest Tour later. They are Americans, but I, I well, Robert Plant's not, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, that's coming up later. We'll give away those tickets later. And of course, the Richmond Race, uh, the... The uh, Toyota Owners 400 uh, on March 31st at the Richmond Raceway. This is what happens. You have too much caffeine and too many giveaways. You forget uh, which is which. All right. Um, 757-687-9494. Man, there's a lot of hate for poor uh, Major Tutty. I got a guy wanting to trade Tutty to Smithfield for cash considerations. Wow. Use about snacks at halftime. And this is just horrible. Uh, my friend Mike Dolan says, hey, depends on what the plan is for the backup quarterback, but if we can get a 2024 third for him, uh, as some have suggested, then the trade is logical. So I guess there's a um, Jets trade proposal somebody had thrown out there. And again, who knows? I mean, is this the Jets? But again, it's the Jets, so you, you, you might not be that crazy, that right? That is true, yeah. Uh, for, for, um, for Sam Howell. And if that were the case, yeah, you'd jump on that because the Jets third is actually pretty valuable because they're low. That's really valuable. But I, I'm not sure if I believe a third is really what you would get for him. But, hey, man, stranger things have happened in this league. Stranger things have happened. But that is uh, one of the rumorages out there as well. Uh, we'll get to a lot more uh, in the 4 o'clock hour on the things that were said at the Combine today. There is um, a lot of news out of the Combine. This is before, of course, all the workouts and the meetings, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of this is like you know business – uh, being uh, discussed uh, with teams, you know, about what they may or may not do uh, when it all is said and done. So, anyway, we'll get we'll dive into um, some of that in the four o'clock hour, hour after we talk uh, college basketball. Robert Jones, Norfolk State coach, is going to join us coming up on the other side after last night's win up in Baltimore um, over Morgan State. He's going to uh, discuss all things uh, Spartans as they head down the stretch. Three more games to go uh, before uh, the regular season's over, and of course. This year, MIAC tournament once again in their backyard at Scope. So good news uh, for uh, the Spartans there. So we'll uh, do all that with Robert Jones here in a little bit. All right, a couple more things to get to uh, before we shift gears. Uh, 757-687-9494 if you want to hit us up via the Ballyhoo's uh, phone line or um, the uh, text line 757-687-9494 as well. All right, from the um, Sam Howell poll question, on the X right now at Jackson Sports at um, ESPN Radio 941. Here in this first hour, 51.9% want to keep him as a backup, while 247 want to trade, and 21% are still holding strong, wanting to build around Sam Howell. Wow. Which is probably the, is certainly the least likely of those things to happen at this point. Again, brand new administration. You know, new owner, new coach, new GM, new OC. I mean, they're the only team that has all the news. Like, they check all the news. Um, They're not in any position to pass on an opportunity to take with their first pick as a new administration, a quarterback. This doesn't make any sense. To skip on it in a year when it looks to be as deep as it's been in quite some time. Yeah. That's my feeling. And again, there are, you know, stranger things have happened in the world, I suppose. But that's that's kind of how I see it. Well, and Hal also didn't perform 
well enough last year where you go, well, he wasn't the problem. There were yeah. there were plenty of times, I'm sorry, Howell Hive, where, where he was part of the problem. And, and yes, you can develop and all those things, but you're right. When yeah. you've got so much newness around you and this much depth in the quarterback class, you, you got to do it, man. Um, Rob in the 757 says, doesn't matter who they draft, they'll be selling cars in two years. Really? I mean, if they ever had a car salesman, I don't think so. I don't think that's not a quarterback salesman. Not a no. <laughs> come on, yeah. Come on, pick a better, pick a better joke. Come on, come on, Rob. You could do better than that. Car salesman. Come on, man. Um, Eight oh four says I think the offensive line folks are onto something. You said it yourself when Brady uh, took over from Bledsoe. He was a journeyman quarterback, uh, but uh, the protection he had was great, um, and they gave him time because uh, through through his brains and work ethic. Uh, behind anything else the most accomplished quarterback in history I think even uh, the biggest booster would say he's anywhere nearly as athletic as Mahomes no not at all you're right um, Purdy's another example that if you don't have to have a freak at quarterback to be successful true that but you know again Purdy was not drafted to be the quarterback it was he was just an extra guy right like they moved up to get moved up to get um, Trey Lance and, and I know we only remember the bus, but there is actual data out there. And I, I shared it earlier this year. I don't know where it is right now, but the teams that pick, the higher you pick, the the hit rate is higher. The lower you pick, the lower the hit rate is higher at that position more so than any of them. Believe it or not, I know we only remember the losers and the guys that don't work out, but the hit rate for quarterback is way higher if you're taking them, especially number one, number one. Yeah. That is actually an extremely high rate. All right, I got to jump. We'll uh, take a break. Uh, and on the other side, after the uh, update, we'll talk to Robert Jones, old, uh, the uh, coach of the uh, Norfolk State Spartans, after uh, the win last night on the road at um, MEAC opponent Morgan State and getting ready for the tournament with just three regular season games to go. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident? Call 757-INJURED. 757-INJURED. 